You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. episode of today in sports betting oh this has been a long time coming and i can't believe that dan and brewski gave me this responsibility uh but it's an honor and a privilege to welcome you to hoopball's brand new pod today in sports betting i am josh millman you may have heard me with dan vespris on fantasy nba today you may have heard me on the box score breakdown you may have Seen some of my ramblings on Hoopball's site, hoop-ball.com. And here I am now hosting today in sports betting. We've got a phenomenal show for you. I am joined today by a, an incredible betting expert. Let me just tell you guys, we, in setting up this show, We've gone back and forth in group chats and just speaking. And I'm telling you, this guy is one of the smartest dudes I've ever seen come across in sports betting. He's got an incredible passion for sports, but he's also a very smart data-centric guy. He's got his own DFS company called Overlay Fantasy Sports, overlaydfs.com. It, 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 the blend of sports knowledge and numbers is unparalleled. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Ira Silver. Ira, what's up, dude? Welcome hey. to the show. Welcome to Hoopball. Hey, Josh. Good morning. I'm so excited to join the team. I can't wait to get underway here. I know we got a great show. I'm feeling good, and I don't know about you, but I think it's going to be a fun one today. This is going to be great. Ah, I'm, dude, this has been a long time coming. I feel like you know Dan and I and, and the rest of the team and Neil and everyone else, we've been talking about this for like the entire NBA season, basically, that this was coming. 
And here we are. Like, we're going to do this. It's going to be, it's going to be a crazy fun time here. And guess what? We're going to make people money. That's the fun part of this is that like, we've done this now on the fantasy side. We are proven to get people the edge in their fantasy leagues. Now we're going to be doing this again on the sports betting side of things. So whereas fantasy is kind of like a big season long slog, Hey, NBA games give you an opportunity to kind of, you know, start fresh every single day. So this is going to be great, man. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I know you're excited, Ira. Um, yeah, let's get into this. Are you ready, buddy? I'm ready. Let's jump right into the slate. All right. Before we do that, though, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Head on over to MyBookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. They are one of the most trusted gambling sites in the industry. If you need a sports book to make some bets for the NBA, for bowl games, for, I don't know, for, for NFL playoffs, my bookie's where you want to go. If football's not your thing, don't worry. My bookie's got it all. They've got the NBA. They've got Premier League, NHL, you name it. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a super helpful 24-7 customer service teams. You can pull your bets together for bigger payouts. And let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and they all come through. You win big. So if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. And all you have to do is use our promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Make sure you use that promo code so that you know Josh and Ira over at Hoopball sent you. Bet, win, get paid, mybookie.ag. All right, Ira, now we can do that, buddy. Yeah, I, listen, mybookie's great. Uh, I use it. You should too. Use the promo code. I got a couple uh, NFL futures in, the, uh, uh, in limbo right now. Got the Chiefs at <laughs> 6 to 1, and I got the Titans at 55 to 1. So we'll see what happens. Oh, wow. That's, that's big. Yeah, that's big. Let's see. One of the one of those two hopefully can hang on. That that'd be awesome. So, sure. and now that we we mention it, we should say that yes, hoopball is we are predominantly a basketball site, but we're that's not not going to shy us away from talking about other sports. We're going to run down the basketball games, but we got time. You want to know a little bit more about football? You want to know a little bit more about hockey? Hey, we're going to throw that in for you. We're not going to mess around here. We're we're doing everything, but for now. What we're going to do is we're going to run down the games for Monday night, January 13th. And we're going to go through everything. We're going to talk about what's going on in the association and where we think we might be able to make some money. What do you think, Ira? Let's do it. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Yeah. So we're going to start out with the New Orleans Pelicans at the Detroit Pistons. That's a 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern game. The depending on where where you go, the spreads right now look kind of all over the map. But what I'm seeing right now is that the uh, the Pelicans are favored by a point. Uh, we got an over under of two twenty seven and a half. Uh, I, this is I don't know. We've got uh, New Orleans team that's a bit banged up right now. 
I know that Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, and J.J. Redick are all listed as questionable uh, going into this game. We also know that, that Detroit's also pretty banged up at the same time. We already know about the Blake Griffin news. Um, and, and the Pistons have are, are dropped their last two. Um, this is a team that with, with has Andre Drummond in trade rumors consistently. Um, I don't really know what to make of this game on the surface of it. And it seems like Vegas doesn't really know either, just with a plus one. There's a lot of injuries to have to play with. It seems like it's, it's two kind of underachieving-ish teams that could go either which way. I'm guessing that the Pistons just kind of get the slight nod because of home court. Uh, Ira, what do you make of this? I, I, don't, I don't even know. This could, this could go any, any which way, this particular game. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, this is a type of game that I like to um, I, t- I like to try to take an edge here in this type of a game. So in in the New Orleans Detroit game, this is a game I would be looking at in this spot just because of all the injury news. It, again, keep in mind we're recording super early here um, at seven o'clock on the West Coast, ten o'clock on Eastern Standard Time. Um, so. Right now, I see the line hanging around one. Pelicans favored by a point. Oh, sorry, Detroit's favored by a point. Correct? No, I saw the uh, the Pelicans. Oh, were Pelicans favored are favored by, by yeah, Pelicans favorable. Yeah, gotcha. So what I like what I like here in this game is I think Detroit is a mess, um, both from an injury standpoint and just an organizational standpoint. Um, I think that even though there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Pelicans tonight uh, with their starting lineup. I think I would jump right here on the Pelicans minus one early. Uh, I think that number is going to move throughout the day. Listen, I could be wrong. That's that's what that's what we got to do as uh, as handicappers, right? We got to kind of feel which way the line's going to move. Uh, Pelicans are are not great against the spread away uh, from their arena. They are eight and eleven. Um, they are eight and they are eight and eleven against the spread. But here in this spot, I'm hoping that someone decides to play tonight from their starting rotation. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and grab the Pelicans minus one on the road in Detroit tonight. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind that. Um, it, it's very weird looking at the, the NBA standings right now because the truth of the matter is, is that the, the race for that last spot in the Western Conference is, is really only the difference of about No, it is the difference of four games. Memphis right now currently has the eighth spot. And all the way down at 14 are the New Orleans Pelicans. But they're they're seven and three in their last 10. And and like you said, Ira, they may not be great against the the spread when they're away. But Detroit is just, they are a mess. The one thing that I'm, 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 I'm just concerned about is that if there's no favors, you get like kind of an Andre Drummond against Jackson Hayes matchup, which, which kind of bothers me a little bit. But the rest of it, is, again, especially if Drew Holiday uh, ends up starting and playing, I, I, would, I would lean towards the Pelicans. They're just the better team right now. And in, in, in a line that's pretty much kind of toss-up right now, I would say. Um, I, I would definitely lean towards a better team in that case. And like you said, the Pelicans there feel like the right bet. Um, is there, I don't know, is there anything else that I'm missing from your perspective on that game? You know, again, over-unders, 227 and a half. You know, any other like kind of like random things that you're seeing or hearing out of that one? 
Um, not right now, just because it's so early in the morning, but I, I do really like the Pelicans. I think it's probably my one or two favorite games tonight. Um, but again, it's all, it all could change based on injury news and lineups and things like that. So keep an eye on that. But um, I do like the Pelicans here. I think they're just the better basketball team. I think that they've been playing a lot better as of late, as you mentioned. Yep. And I think that if we can get one or two of those guys back tonight, I think the Pelicans are the right spot. And I think the Pelicans are going to close, especially if someone is, especially if some of the starters are going to get back in there tonight in the rotation. I think that you could see the Pelicans closing as a two, two and a half point favorite here uh, tonight gotcha. in Detroit. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. So with that said, we'll move on. The Philadelphia 76ers are taking on the Indiana Pacers in Indiana, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Again, like I was saying, we're recording in the morning, so a lot of this can change. But a lot of these lines have uh, been released already. Uh, the Pacers are favored by two. Um, and uh, over-under in this one is 213. I don't know, Ira, this is another one like the, the, I, I, the Pacers are also a little bit banged up. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is uh, also questionable for this one. He had a back injury and uh, had, you know, now dealing with an illness. I still, still think he's questionable and they've been kind of dicey over their last 10. They're four and six in their last 10. Uh, the Sixers are also five and five in their last 10, uh, having dropped their last one. They're uh, neither one of these teams are particularly playing all that well, but this is very much a like a battle between a couple of Eastern Conference. I, I guess you can call them powerhouses, but they're pretty much locked into playoff positioning here, uh, albeit missing like a few guys. Demontis Sabonis, I should mention, is also questionable for this one for Indiana, so that could change uh, a few things as well. Um, Again, a two-point spread feels like this game could go either way. It favors the home team. Ira, help me understand this one here. This, this, this one could also get, uh, have the potential to get a little ugly. Yeah, so I actually really like the Indiana Pacers this year from a long-term perspective. Uh, Oladipo is supposed to be coming back here in a couple of weeks uh, is what I've been hearing. I actually took out a Indiana Pacers future a couple of weeks back, um, I took the Pacers to win the NBA championship at 90 to one. Um, wow. I really, really think that once Oladipo comes back, they could really be us. Uh, if he come back to form, like he was the last few years um, and the player that we all know and love, I really think that the Indiana Pacers could really make a run at the Eastern conference. And then, you know, if they make the Eastern conference finals, obviously I would take that 90 to one and I would start hedging up my position. Um, but I really think from a odds perspective, I haven't checked the current line right now on where they're at to win the championship, but I did get 90 to one. So I'm wow. very high on the Pacers team. I think the 76ers, um, they're still a little banged up. I believe Embiid's out, correct? Yes, I believe so. You know, I, I don't really love this 76ers team. I never really have, um, last year I didn't like them this year. I really don't like them. I, I have no faith. I, I mean, this is just me personally from an eyeball test. I don't like Tobias Harris. I don't like his game. I don't think he adds anything. I think that they lost a lot when they um, acquired him in terms of their starting rotation and their overall team in general. Uh, ben Simmons still has a lot of work to do, even though I, I do like him uh, for the long term. Um, and Embiid, especially with Embiid being out, I really think that the, the Pacers here, I mean, listen, again, we're going to preface this every time. 
it's early. We don't know the injury news. But if Brogdon or Sabonis plays, I only think you need one of those guys to play tonight. And I would take the Pacers minus one and a half, minus two. I see the line. It opened at minus one and a half. It's still super early here, so I don't see really the movement. But I think it looks like the Pacers are up to minus two. Uh, Pacers are 10, um, 10 and seven. The Pacers are 10 and seven at home, 10, seven and three at home against the spread. Philly doesn't play that well away. They're eight and 12 against the spread um, away from their arena. I just like Indiana here. I think it's going to be the sharp play of the night. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the make my top two picks here because uh, I have another game that I really like better. But if I were to bet this game, um, I would go with the Pacers minus two at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. What are your yeah. thoughts? No, I'm with you. You 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 really laid out a good argument for the for the Pacers there. Um, you know, of the two teams, they're they're the ones that are I I guess are just the better team right now. Um, the the Sixers feel like they're a bit of a mess, especially without Embiid and and uh, again Embiid's out. I guess I guess you can call it indefinitely uh, with his finger injury. Like you said, the Pacers at home, ten seven and three against the spread. And uh, you you have a lot of hate for Tobias Harris. We love him on the fantasy side, but I get that. It might just be just kind of empty stats. He's not like, he's not this world beater on the offensive side, nor is he a great defensive player. But, um, and, and he's owed a lot of money. And like you said, Ben Simmons is just kind of is who he is at this point. There's been very little evolution in his game. As good a player as he is, he's just not really, he's not really changing much. To his game right now so the Sixers kind of are what they are I, yeah I'm with you if Sabonis and Brogdon play here and I would I would imagine I think like yeah all you need is one of the two of them to get in um I, I would prefer if it was Sabonis just given the way that he's played all year um especially without Embiid there to kind of clog up the middle I, I I would agree with you that yeah the Pacers are a sneaky play here um, you know, I think, well, yeah, like you said, a lot of people may shy away from this one just because it's kind of got that coin flip nature to it, but I'm with you. You, you talked me into the Pacers in this one. Yeah. I just think that, uh, and, and me personally, I just think the Indiana Pacers are a much better team. Um, overall, I think that they're coach better. I think the coach for the Sixers is horrendous in my opinion. Again, that's just my opinion. <laughs> At Brown, he's gotten a lot of flack recently for sure. And I've watched a lot of Sixers games. I've tried to bet on them. And I just feel like every time I bet on them, they get blown out by 25 at home. So I'm just, I'm just going purely on, on what I see on the court. And I just don't see it with the Sixers tonight. I'm going to take the Pacers minus one and a half. I like it. I dig it. We're going to move on. We've got the Chicago Bulls visiting the Boston Celtics. Let's see. We've got a 10-point spread here Boston giving up 10 to the Bulls over under in this one is 215 and a half I don't know I I I mean the Bulls Bulls aren't good we let's let's establish that um the Bulls are not good the Celtics are good um there's your there's your NBA analysis um (laughs) you know um no it look again it, it uh it it could go – I'm looking at that 10-point spread, and I'm not really sure what to do about it um, because I see this as big enough for me to kind of stay away from it. And 
you know, as, as, as well as, as good as Boston is and as well as they've been playing of late, I'm looking at Boston. They're at home. They, I mean, they are pretty positive against the spread, 10-7-1 at home against the spread. The Bulls on the road, however, are 10-8-1. So they actually play better on the road than they do at home. Um, they, they do have some, some fight in them, these Bulls. Um, I don't know. How are you feeling about this one, Ira? So you did make a, you, you brought up a great point. Bulls play a lot better against the spread for some odd reason away from Chicago. Um, I actually really like this Boston Celtics team for some reason. Um, I like watching them. I think that they have a lot of, um, a lot of young good players that I really just feel like they need to take it to the next level. And I'm just waiting for that moment to happen um, with the Bulls. You know, I like picking the Bulls in certain situations when they're getting double digit spreads for some reason. I don't have the stat in front of me and, and I could take a look at it and maybe uh, mention it on the next pod. But for some reason in my mind, for um, I think that the, when the Bulls are favored by uh, uh, underdogs by double digits, um, they typically play a little bit better. They step up to their level hmm. of competition. But again, yeah. I could be completely wrong, so don't quote me on it. In my opinion, if I had a gun in my head, I would take the Bulls getting 10, 10 and a half. It might close 11, in my opinion. But at the same time, keep in mind, you don't have to bet these games pre-flop, right? You don't have to bet these games when they before the tip. You can watch the first five minutes, kind of see where it's going. Maybe take the Bulls in-game if they get down, you know, 21 to 12 early in the first. Maybe take them plus 14 and a half, something like that. That's typically what I like to do with, with the Bulls is I try to um, see where the game is going, see if I can get a bigger number than pre-flop and then just hammer the live line at like 14, 15 points. They have a lot of talent, in my opinion. They're still super young and super green, and I just think that they play a lot better on the road, and for some reason they step up to their competition. I think that if you can get them in-game at a bigger number, just take it. And, and pray and, and hope that uh, Zach Levine can make some jump shots. Yeah, I, I, I like that um, because, yeah, you can wait and see how the feel of the game plays out because the Bulls, are, the Bulls are capable of playing, like, some really tight, great basketball against top teams, and then they're capable of just laying a complete egg. Um, what I'll add for perspective's sake is that um, these two teams played in Chicago – uh, a little over a week ago, last Saturday, uh, January 4th, the Celtics winning by seven in that one, 111 and 104. Does that change your opinion on things? Well, it's kind of going back to what I said. I just feel like uh, for some reason off the top of my head, I feel like Chicago plays a lot tougher against tougher opponents. I think that they just they, they come to the game more prepared and they try to they play it like it's their their playoff game. Yep. Um, and again, I could be wrong, but that's what I think in my head. So, and I, and I do like the Chicago Bulls. I, I like, I think they have a lot of good pieces. Um, I just think that they really need to start gelling as a team. Um, but I do think that a big spread like this is something that Chicago is definitely capable of, uh, of covering. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I dig it. Um, any injury in that game? Um, I'm not seeing any right now. Um, I didn't hear anything on either side. I, we know that Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be out for some time for the Bulls. Uh, they typically list a lot of guys as probable, but I am running through things. Um, no, it just, it looks like most of their guys are pretty probable. Markinen's list is probable. 
Uh, but no other big names. Daniel Tice is questionable for the Bulls, uh, excuse me, for the Celtics, but I don't think that that's going to make or break anything. But no other major players have like a questionable or probable tag to them. So uh, it, it seems like, yeah, it seems like both teams are going to be at full strength, save for uh, Carter Jr. Uh, on the bull side. So I don't think that really changes anything too much. Okay, perfect. All right, so we're going to jump ahead. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves. That is an 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Right now, we're seeing the Wolves getting two and a half points uh, against the Thunder. The, the Carl Anthony Towns remains questionable in this one. But he has missed his last 13 games. I'm going to just assume that he's out for this one. And I, I, there's just not – I don't know what's going on and why they can't just say, like, oh, he's out indefinitely or something like that. I, you know, it's, it's dealing with a knee sprain, and I get it. Like, I'm sure they want to play things, you know, close to the chest here. But this is a, you know, a team that's – you know, kind of struggle with them. They've been playing better of late. Um, they have won some games against the likes of Portland, Cleveland, and the Warriors. That's not really, you know, that's not really saying much. And they've gotten beat by, beaten on the road uh, by the Rockets, Grizzlies, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So they've been playing up a bit to some of the weaker teams. They've been getting beat to uh, some of the better teams. And I would say the Thunder right now are a pretty good team. They've cooled off a little bit from their torrid stretch recently. Um, but they are in a, uh, a much better place than the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, sitting comfortably in the seventh seed out, out west. Ira, what do you make of this one? I, I just I, – I, two and a half seems like – not a whole lot for a team that seems to be going one way in the Thunder and the Wolves going the complete opposite direction. Yeah, I think uh, in this game, this is my favorite play of the night. And it's always worrisome to me when a better team is a short road favorite for some reason. But if you look at the numbers and you look at the, the, the ATS numbers, Oklahoma City is 14 and 5 on the away on the against the spread numbers and Minnesota Timberwolves at home are 5 11 and 1 against the spread. Right. Um, yeah. Even if Carl Anthony Towns does play, which I don't think he will, um, I think that you should hammer this game Oklahoma City minus 2 and a half. The Thunder are 4 points better in my opinion. Um, than the T-Wolves in terms of their net rating. And in addition, the last 10 games, the Thunder have been very good at taking care of the ball with a, you know, with a turnover percent of just 11%, which, which marks the lowest in the league over that period. And the Timberwolves, on the other hand, are at 15% near the bottom of the league. You know, look for that to be the difference tonight as the Thunder out-execute down the stretch and cover by the two and a half points. And I would grab it early because I think this number is going to go to three, three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this, and as I'm talking through it, I was going, wait, how is this game only two and a half right now? It's just because the more you talk about it, the more you're like, wow, what, what are we missing here? And I don't think we're missing anything. I really just think that, like you said, the Thunder are just playing much better basketball. They've got one of the most dynamic three-guard lineups in the league between Chris Paul, uh, Shai Gilgis, Alexander, and, and Dennis Schroeder. And, and you have a... 
Timberwolves team that, yeah, granted, they're playing better, but they've been playing better against weaker competition. I, I don't know. Yeah, again, just it's sort of just, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt being that they're on their home court. But there isn't anything really there that I like about this Timberwolves team. Again, save for Carl Anthony Towns making a miracle ret- return, which neither one of us see happening. So I'm, I'm definitely with you. I'm hammering the, the, the thunder in this one. Yeah, I I just don't see it happening. Even and like I said, even if Cat does come back and play tonight, I like to fade teams that have their superstar that comes back the first game, which right. is kind of a trend that I like to play play on. Um, so yeah, I would hammer. This is my favorite game of the night. I'd hammer it. Uh, it opened two. It's up to two and a half. It might close higher. So I would try to grab it as soon as possible. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. That makes me feel better. Cool. Let's see what else we've got. We have got the Orlando Magic. At the Sacramento Kings, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Late game. We're starting to get to the West Coast games. Um, Spreads kind of a little all over the map, but on uh, mybookie.ag, the the Kings are are favorites by two and a half. Um, And again, mybookie.ag, guys, make sure you you sign up for them. Uh, Use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y today. And make sure that they know that Hoopball sent you. So we'll get a little extra plug for them uh, on this one. Um, So, again, Sacramento favored by two and a half in this one. Over-under is 211. Uh, The Magic are – well, both teams are kind of beat up, come to think of it. Um, There's – we've got – let's see. Aaron Gordon's got a questionable tag. DJ Augustin's got a questionable tag. Um, And we've now lost – on the Kings side, Rashawn Holmes, which has been a, a real smack in the face for us hoop ballers on the fantasy side. Um, but we are getting back potentially Marvin Bagley, uh, who has said that, uh, you know, in all likelihood, he will be due back tonight uh, for the Kings. Uh, I'm not sure really how that changes things. But like, again, like you said, fading the, uh, the star who returns, I guess you can call Bagley a star in this one. Um, what do you got for me, Ira? This is another one that I'm, I'm like kind of struggling to figure out. Yeah, this is a tough game for me. It's probably a stay away game unless I hear some news later. I might just sit back, you know, especially if the uh, Oklahoma City game doesn't go too well for me. Um, I might go ahead and, you know, be a degenerate and chase this game. Uh, <laughs> so it just depends what happens if, uh, if I'm writing my first one or two picks of the night. But uh, it's kind of a toss-up game for me here. Um, on paper, you have the Orlando Magic, right? They are away from home. They're 9-8-1 against the spread. Sacramento at home is 7-12-0. and uh, The Kings are actually a better team away against the spread. It, it's just – it's like who's going to show up, right, for yes. both teams? It's, these teams are such uh, Jekyll and Hyde. It's so hard for me to make heads or tails of it. Um, but if I had to pick a side and, and again, we don't recommend playing every game, right? You just got to pick one or two games or sometimes you're going to pass on all games. Right. But if I had to pick a side, if I had to lean, which I'm not recommending, I probably on paper, I like the magic better. I think without Rashawn Holmes, um, the Kings aren't as good, uh, just from a, from a, uh, a, a game flow perspective, Marvin Bagley. He's been out. I don't know how well he's going to play if he does play tonight. So 
if I had to pick a side, it would probably be the Magic. And I feel like the Magic are so much better than – like, they could be so much better than they are. And yeah. they can't take that next step for some reason. So if I had to pick a side, it would be the Magic in this one. But I wouldn't be surprised either way if either team blew each other out or if it was a close one down on the wire and came down to overtime or something like that. I'm with you. Yeah, this one's a tough one to decipher what, you know, they – the Magic have had, I don't know, they've been a little up and down. I think that they've, they've had some really great games recently, but they've beaten up a, 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 a among the likes of the Wizards, uh, the Nets without Kyrie Irving. They had a 20-point victory against the Heat, so their numbers look a little bit inflated. And Now they're just starting their West Coast trip and lost to you know, the Suns, they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're, they're a little bit all over the map. So, like, they look like they could be world beaters one night and just kind of throw up a complete dud the next. So they're not a team that I'm trusting all that much, even though the numbers would dictate that, look, they, you know, in their last three, they've got, you know, 14-point average margin of victory. Their net rating over their last five is, is double digits. But it, like you said, it's a game that can go either way because that this team is capable of, you know, either just dominating on the defensive end or just putting up a complete dud. So yeah, like you said, doesn't need to be everyone. Let's pick our spots. Let's make sure that we're doing, you know, our best to make sure that we're winning uh, the most money possible. So this, yeah, I'm with you. This game, I'm not touching, but yes, would lean towards the magic in this one, just with the, all the Kings issues that they have going on this year. Can I ask a question real quick before we dive into the next game? Go nuts. Why is uh, why are the hoop ballers and I know Dan is such a huge fan of Rashawn Holmes. I mean, I like him too. I just want to know what what's the uh, what's the allure there? You guys, uh, the fantasy angle, the, the fantasy angle is ridiculous. And so he's been a hoop ball fave for quite some time. And just when on the fantasy side of things, when you look at the statistical output that he can produce the impact that he can make on both the offensive end and the defensive end. You really have just a complete and, and the complete package basically across the nine primary categories of fantasy stats. Um, and, and right now, just before the injury, I'll just tell you, Rashawn Holmes was trending as a top 10 player overall in terms of just his, uh, his fantasy statistical output. Right now, he's number 13 on the season, but I think that was just because he's missed the last few uh, because of this shoulder injury. But just when you add up all, all the things that he can do, the scoring, the rebounding, the steals, the blocks, and doing so with excellent percentages, I think that's really also the key, is that he's shooting at a 66% clip. Wow, and but he but he doesn't he doesn't kill you at the free throw stripe either. He shoots he shoots eighty two percent from the line. So most wow. big men most big men will sabotage you there. So Rudy Gobert can shoot at like a sixty something percent clip from the field, but he's also anemic from the stripe. So he's sixty seven percent from the floor, but he's also only sixty one percent from the stripe, and that's really the big difference there. So. You know, I think that's the thing is that he's very impactful on both ends of the court and it shows up in, in the box score especially. Uh, so that's why we've been super bullish on him. They just needed to take the reins off of him and fortunately Sacramento did. But unfortunately for us, 
uh, he's going to be out the next two to three weeks. So on the fantasy side of things, we are kind of crying in our coffee this morning on that news. All right. Well, Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes' season, hopefully he comes back healthy and is still the same player uh, in a few weeks from now. We hope so. We'll have to get you involved on the fantasy side of things now. But, like, yeah. hey, we're, we're going to focus on, on the betting lines for this one because, dude, you're, you're the man over there. So, But, like, yeah, we're going to have to get you to join some of our leagues for next season for sure. Absolutely. Moving on, I've got the Charlotte Hornets visiting the Portland Trailblazers, 10 o'clock Eastern time. I've got right now, I'm looking at this, the Blazers on my bookie are favored by eight. I'm seeing some other places. The line is as high as nine and a half. Um, So it's a little bit all over the map, but uh, let's stick with eight right now. Uh, over under is 218. Neither one of these teams are, are playing particularly well at all. Uh, the Blazers are actually 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and it's kind of gotten ugly. Whereas in the past, you know, we figured, ah, they're just starting slow. It's Dame. It's the Blazers. Well, they'll, they'll get it together. No worries. But they've been an absolute train wreck. On the Charlotte side of things, they too have been pretty awful. Two and eight in their last 10. They've dropped four in a row. This is another, like, I'm almost astounded that there are lines as high as nine and a half in this one. I like, how did, how did this happen? These are two really garbage teams right now going up against each other with a pretty big spread. What do we make of it? uh, Before I get into it, any injury news on either side? That's an excellent question. Um, looking at this, no, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot that I'm seeing uh, in terms of injury news. All quiet. I know I see uh, Mario Hazonia is questionable, but Hassan Whiteside is probable in this one. Nothing on the Charlotte side that would stand out. So a couple thoughts here. And I don't get why it's such a big spread, right? I think both teams are horrible. And I think uh, from our from our little group chat, you can kind of get the sense that I'm not a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. <laughs> I've been mentioning- None of us are. None yes, of us are. You're yes, not the I- only one. Trust me. Okay. So I've mentioned this a lot in our chat uh, that we have between uh, our podcast guys here. Um, and also, I've tweeted it out on Twitter. Uh, also, if you're not following me on Twitter, please- Follow at Iris Silver Magic. Josh, what's your handle? Yeah, jo- at, jo- at Josh Millman. Very simple. Perfect. So, not a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. I don't think the Carmelo Anthony experiment, in my opinion, has really ever worked out. Um, Blazers, to me, they really just got another guy who's just going to take away the, um, the, the, the ball from Dame, take the ball away from CJ. Um, you know, I just don't think that they really are gelling that well as a team with him on there, just like every other team he's been on. So for me, I'm just, I'm really, really a Portland hater this year. And for, 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 uh, for good reason, right? Charlotte is in a tough spot, uh, traveling to the West coast to play at seven o'clock game, 10 o'clock on the East coast time. They, uh, they only played on they played on Friday in Utah, so it's not like they've been they had to travel all the way. But their body clock, I think that the line is a little bit adjusted because of the body clock, especially if everyone's playing and everyone's healthy. Right. Um, I don't get it. 
And just based on the fact that this is really a high level analysis here, Josh, mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on the fact that I hate Portland and Carmelo Anthony, and I think that Charlotte can play well at times. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and recommend Charlotte and I see the line at nine and a half. So I'm just going to go off the nine and a half number. Uh, it opened at eight and I don't know why it moved already a point and a half. I don't think Portland uh, should be laying nine and a half to anybody in the NBA. Right. So that is really uh, my thought process here. Nothing analytical, uh, just really basic, um, basic uh, analysis of these two teams. And, and I could be wrong. And uh, I'm not – it's not an official play, but if I had to pick a side, it would be Charlotte catching the nine and a half. What, what say you? Yeah, I, I, the, the spread is really what gets me here is that I don't know why, you know, a, a Portland team that – you know, typically you think of the Blazers and they're really good at home. They're actually 6-11-1 at home against the spread this year. That's a pretty brutal number. And, and – and, Straight, straight up, even they're 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 not good at home. They're eight eight and ten, so that's like that's not a good thing. And traditionally, Portland's been unbeatable at home. That's like they play they ball out at home. And like you said, the Hornets are are one of those frisky young teams where yeah, they're going to get killed in some games, but their last few they they've hung in against the likes of the, they took the Mavericks in it to overtime in Dallas. They were at home against the Raptors, took them to overtime uh, despite losing both games, played the Suns in Phoenix and, and kept it to eight. Um, I, you know, I don't know that. I mean, they got crushed by the jazz, but the jazz have been destroying everyone recently. Um, I, yeah. It, Portland isn't good enough to command an eight to nine and a half point favorite right now. They just aren't. And the Hornets seem like they're just frisky enough that, you know, perhaps it's, you know, perhaps it's enough to tempt me into taking the Hornets in this one. The only caution I will say is that it is a back-to-back in this one. They played the Suns yesterday, it looks like. Um, so there might be a little bit of caution there. Um Oh, yeah, they did. I, you know what? I yeah, it looks that. like yeah. No, that. that's okay. Like I'm just looking. I'm, I just saw that. I'm like, oh, they did play yesterday. How about that? Yeah. I so missed that. So perhaps that's built in, but I don't think that that's necessarily going to affect them too much. Again, this team's young, you know, so the, they should have some young, fresh legs on there. Um, again, it's a game that I'm kind of like. I'm looking at the spread. I would maybe take a little bit on the Hornets. But that's not the game that I'm attacking. But again, if I was to do a little bit, I'd probably do. Yeah, I, I would only bet a smidge on the Hornets here and save my money for for areas like the Thunder, where I'm I'm a lot more confident in it. Yeah, and, and again, I, I mean, there's just a lot of young pieces on the Charlotte team. Um, even though they're on a back-to-back, I don't really think it's going to affect them too much. Uh, I know when I was 20, 22, 23, I, I could play every day for five hours. <laughs> now that I'm you know, now that I'm in my older age of 32, I got about one rec league game in me uh, every week. And if that, you know, sometimes I got to call out with a back. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I just don't think I just think the, the the Blazers should not be laying this this many points, even though Charlotte's on a back to back. So I'm going to I'm going to say Charlotte uh, around the nine spot would be a decent play um but again you could pass it's not a game that i'm uh really looking to bet 
you know, bet the farm on. I'm with you. I'm with you. And don't worry, you're going to fit right in with all of us old men. We are <laughs> like, we, Dan, you should hear Dan and I, we, we, we fetch and moan about our various injuries nonstop. Like we've got, we're all kind of old dads here with kids and yeah, just getting, a, getting ourselves out of bed on a, uh, a regular basis is just, uh, that's painstaking enough. So you're going to fit right in, Ira. Don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the point, I'm at the point in my life. If I get out of the bed wrong or hop or get into the shower wrong, I, I could, I could, uh, I could pull a hammy. I, I, yeah, dude, you got to stay healthy for these podcasts here. I don't know. do anything drastic. I know. <laughs> Let's wrap this bad boy up. We've got the Cavs taking on the LA Lakers at Staples. Uh, 10.30 start time. The line on this one is a massive 13.5-point favorite for the Lakers. However, you've got Anthony Davis with a questionable tag. He's missed his last two, could miss a third in a row, but LeBron James uh, is expected to be back for the Lakers. He was dealing with an illness, so he's listed as probable. Uh, Dante Axum questionable for the Cavs, but there's really nothing else that stands out. Rajon Rondo also questionable for uh, the Lakers, but uh, we're not overly concerned about that one. It's really the Anthony Davis one that uh, that we're really seeing here. 14 points is a big old spread, but again, it's just a function of the Lakers are very, very good, and the Cavaliers are very much not good. Um, Lakers 10, eight, one at home against the spread. The Cavs are eight and 11 and one, uh, excuse me, nine, nine and one away against the spread. So kind of even toss up, but again, um, the line feels about right between these two teams. The Cavs are an absolute mess. This seems like another one that I'm not really touching. Uh, it could change a little bit with the Davis news. Ira, what do you got on this one, man? Man, this is a tough one. Cavs go into Denver on Saturday and beat the. Uh, sorry, the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs go into Denver on Saturday and beat uh, the Nuggets, one eleven yeah. to one hundred three. That was a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, I should have mentioned that. That's absolutely right. It's kind of like a weird anomaly here. That's like kind of throwing everything off. Yeah, so it makes me want to shy away from the game for some reason. It, it makes me a little gun shy with the big spread here. Um, just with the, these big spreads in any sport, it's so tough. Like, you know, even like in hockey, you know, it feels like every time the, the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Vegas Golden Knights are minus 240, they end up losing, right? Yeah. Every time someone's favored by 14 and a half, it just feels like you could get backdoored any, at, at the last moment of the game. Right, 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 yeah. So here in this spot at 14, 14 and a half, something like that, it's just it's hard for me to really recommend either side. I think it's just the type of game that I would sit back and uh, and watch um, the goat if he plays LeBron James. You know, watch a little fun basketball. Maybe Cleveland can keep it competitive, and maybe you can bet the Lakers live in the third quarter or at halftime to win the game by you know five or six or seven. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's going to land, but it could totally be a Lakers blowout. Lakers win by 30. So right, right, right. Little weird. I'm going to go ahead and just say this is a pass game for me. Um, but I will say one other thing on this game. Um, if you look at the over unders 
Um, I think that the both of these teams are kind of uh, they're they're underperforming in their um, in their over unders. Um, the Lakers, from what I heard from a, a respected source on a another sh- a show I listened to, um, the Lakers in the fourth quarter are like something like. 19 and two don't quote me on it exactly but 19 and two under run in the fourth quarter so mm. it could be an interesting play at halftime to take take the game under but uh again no, no real play here for me tonight i'm just gonna watch the lakers because it'll be the uh really the only really the the last game on here on the slate so i'll just probably be watching on the tv out here in los angeles i know you'll probably be sleeping because uh <laughs> yes that's why, nobody, that's why nobody right. respects West Coast sports because nobody on the East Coast stays up to watch them. I respect West Coast sports. I'm just an old man that gets tired in my New Jersey abode. What do you want from me, man? I hear you. I hear you. I go to bed earlier and earlier every year. Now, now my bedtime's around 10 o'clock now, so I, sometimes, I don't even, <laughs> sometimes I don't even see the end of the games. Yeah, I, I am also recovering from a trip to Vegas, so like I, I need to – I need to get to bed early these days, but no, I'm with you. Just 14 seems like a lot. Yeah. The, the Cavs have been a little bit frisky recently. Um, but I, I, again, just the, the one thing like, and I'm trying to just play a little bit of narrative street in my head, just LeBron playing against the Cavs type thing. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's been a couple of years now, uh, since he's on the Lakers, but I just wonder if there isn't like a little bit of like a little added motivation just to stick it to his old team and to Dan Gilbert. Uh, this is the first that they're playing this year. Um, I, I don't know that it's enough to tempt me into laying 14 points, but you know, potentially, you know, potentially we might get a, you know, a somewhat rested and, and, motivated LeBron James um, just because it is his old team and sure, why not? Uh, So I I could, I could be talked into that, you know, and I'm kind of talking myself into it now, but again, like you said, the Cavs have been a little bit frisky, Um, you know, despite them being kind of a a lousy team overall and having the whole like John Beeline controversy. um, Again, this is one of those things, like you said, I, I agree. It's a, it's a fade game for me, but if, like, you know, if, if I had to make a decision, I would lay the points up with the Lakers in this one. Yeah, I mean, and I think from – I think you make a good point about the narrative maybe. I think it would be a little bit different if it was in Cleveland. Um, right. But, you know, it, it's kind of those things like maybe it's not great for sports betting, for, but from a fantasy perspective, it might be a good, uh, it might be a good angle. And I know you mentioned earlier – um, about overlaydfs.com, you know, on there, you, you got to just pick between the two matchups who's going to have more total fantasy points, right? Would it be JaVale McGee, Danny Green, LeBron James, or Andre Drummond? So maybe in that type of situation, you're going to be like, hey, listen, I'm going to take off from the sports betting on that game, but I'm going to lean to LeBron because I think he's going to have a huge game and he's going to have more total fantasy points than Andre Drummond, right? So yeah. in that perspective, I think that the, the narrative really plays a factor, but in terms of the point spread here in this one, I think that it's just too high. I'm going to pass and hopefully Cleveland keep it close and maybe take a second half line here. I dig it, man. That is going to put a bow on the NBA games for us. Is there any other action we want to talk about? We got a big game tonight, man. What do you, what are you, what are you looking at there? Give me Clemson for all of it. Really? Okay. 
Give me Cle- not on the money line. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line at, at basically two to one. Uh, what's the current line right now? Do you see it? That's a great question. No, I, I without having to dig too too far into it. But if you like Clemson, yeah. oh man, because I, I was I, I was leaning towards LSU here. Clemson is a five point underdog. I got them earlier in the week at five and a half. Um, and in some parlays that are still live for me, I bought them up to six minus 120. They're down to five now. Give me Clemson for all of it. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line and let's go. National championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. Going to be a big one, going to be a good one. So I don't know how, how much attention I'm going to pay to basketball tonight, but I will definitely be watching the Clemson LSU game. Love college football. It's actually my favorite time of year. I went to USC. So, uh, Big Southern Cal Trojan. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're both football. big rah rah schools. I went to Penn State. So all right, all right. Yeah. So I, I just love Clemson in this spot. I just think that uh, you know a lot of people are not giving them credit enough because of their strength of schedule this year. Uh, listen, they haven't lost in like what thirty something games. Yeah. Um, LSU is a great team. I'm not taking any credit away from them. I just think that the point, if you just look from a numbers perspective. I would have made LSU a one-point favorite just based on the fact that the game's in New Orleans, so they have a little bit of a home edge. Uh, Clemson, really good football team. LSU, really great football team. I think it's going to come down to a field goal here in this one. Give me Clemson plus five for all of it. Wow. Okay. I. You know what? We've been pretty much in lockstep on NBA. I'm going to go against you in this one. All right, maybe I'll, maybe, I'll let, maybe we can maybe we can bet a, a case of beer or something a twelve. Ah, uh, all right. I mean, I'm not like I, look. You're you're obviously a a I'm I'm a I'm a not really a big college football, more of an NFL guy than I am college football. But I I just I think like what you said, just in terms of strength of schedule, uh, you know, just the quality of opponents, what LSU has done this season, uh, I think just kind of gives them the edge in this one. I think they've had the best story all year. Uh, Burrow being the best player um, in, in college football. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it was a kind of a storybook season for them. And I think that I'm not afraid of a, a five, five and a half point spread there. Uh, I think they're just the better overall team. I think they're better on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I, Give me LSU. I, the quarterback matchup is phenomenal. I think it's going to be an outstanding game, but I'm going to stick with the Tigers in this one. So yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll put a little bit aside uh, uh, an opening today in sports betting side bet for beer in this one. I like it, Ira. I like All it. Right. What, what kind of beer? What kind of beer do you like? I don't know, man. That's actually a great question. Like I'm not a big like beer guy, but I, I'm I'm more into like your light beers, like your pale ales, your uh, like uh, I'm a big like summer like Hogarten type of guy, you know, gotcha. Allagash White stuff like that, you know. Ooh, Allagash White is fantastic. Yeah, but I will I will drop this. I do like the champagne of beers, the Miller High Life. Ooh, okay. I do like it for some reason. I I do love the Allagash White. It's probably actually my favorite beer on tap. But if yeah. I'm just buying a if I'm just buying a six or a twelve pack or whatever, I'm just gonna go with the Miller High Life. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, it's great. It's delicious. I'm with you. All right. So if if LSU covers, will Allagash White for me? If uh, Clemson wins or you know covers the the five five and a half, that will it, it's uh, will get you some high life there. I, I like it. 
I like it. Good, Josh. All right, that does it for our premiere edition of Today in Sports Betting, Hoop Balls Today in Sports Betting. Come check us out, hoop-ball.com. If you're looking for anything related to the NBA, fantasy news, team coverage, great articles, everything else. Also, be sure to listen to Fantasy NBA Today, the box score breakdown, all of our great podcasts. Uh, Ira, man, this, this was phenomenal. Um, check Ira out on, at Twitter, at Ira Silver Magic. I am at Josh Millman. Tomorrow, we have the great Neil Roshlani. He's going to be doing this, too, along with our other betting expert, Devin Ellington. Like, I'm excited for this whole thing. Like, we've got a great team, and I, I wish that we could, like, share all of the, the chats that we've had uh, for over the past, like, few weeks or so because they're phenomenal. We've got a great group. We're really excited about this show. So check us out. Leave us a review. Tell us how we've done. Keep on listening because it's going get, to just keep getting better and better. Ira, man, thanks for doing this, bud. We'll talk soon. All right, Josh. Take care. Have a good day, and uh, I'll make sure to uh, I'll make sure to uh, be rooting for my Clemson guys tonight. All right. Yeah, you're on, man. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. See you, everyone. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.